Hello and welcome to the MHR podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Alice. And this is the last time we're going to be introducing ourselves in 2023. Aww. I know. Well, we set out at the start of the year to make sure that you had an update every week from us about the world of work. Whether that's anything HR, payroll, finance, learning, you name it. If it was to do with work, we wanted to give you a weekly update as to what our world was like and hopefully we could learn what your word was like and share a lot of knowledge along the way. And we've done it. This well, is, you have. Well, well Last me, standing. me and uh, lots of others have made sure that's happened. So, um, yeah, this is episode 50. We're going to take a couple of weeks off now as we get ready for 2024 and we'll see you the other side. So I thought, Alice, no better way to end this year than for us to look back on all the things we discussed try and pinpoint the kind of key issues and topics that we've learned about in the world of work this year as a wrap-up oh, yes. and make some predictions for what we can expect going forwards into January 2024. Sounds fun. Does There's going to be plenty of topics, isn't there? Well, there is. Year? Well, we've had 50 episodes and I think, I think I don't know about you, but I found there's been a few reoccurring trends. Definitely, yes. Um, Keywords. So, yeah, lots of technology was discussed in terms of where that's moving and what that means for people. Yes. Lots of like well topics on well-being. Yeah. Uh, lots on kind of employee engagement, how we can manage these things. Oh, that was a very key word, wasn't mm. it? A constant employee engagement. Absolutely. And, like, yeah. and so we could talk in the all range of manner of topics in, in regards to that. Um, and then I think there was a lot, a lot to do with um, kind of like, yeah, just supporting staff to kind of feel a bit more inspired or not to burn out. Yeah. So we had a lot of HR heavy topics, but there was a lot of legislation we discussed. We talked about both of the budgets that were announced this year. Yeah. We've talked about the flexible working bill. We've talked about legislation changes. Yeah. So actually looking back at the episodes we've done, it's given us a really good view of how the world of work has changed this year Definitely. and also how trends are kind of creeping towards new ways that we can, we can expect in 24. Yes. Yeah. So I've pulled out three or four topics I thought we could highlight as kind of the, your, our headlines of 2023. Great. First one is AI and tech, or the AI and the use of technology to support people. Definitely a key topic. Well, we discussed this in about three different ways this year. Um, so do you remember at the start of the year when AI was just a big thing that came out and then everyone didn't understand ChatGPT? Oh, yeah. And everyone and was, was scared scary, of it. And yes. like, don't use it at work. Don't use ChatGPT at work. Don't it's not very in. good. Don't create an account. Yeah, but also it's going <laughs> to it's gonna make us all redundant. And I think we had a couple of us yeah. where I was scared I was going to lose my job, right? Um, and then actually as, as, the, um, as the environment settled, businesses actually started to make predictions as to how AI would be used in the business and the impact it would have. And that still fueled a load of fears about people losing their jobs or people becoming yes. redundant. And actually I think we've seen the reverse of that slightly this year. Um, we talked about earlier about uh, an employee, the first AI employee for hire was Avery Ingram AI. Oh, right. right. That uh, companies could hire. And actually, um, a case study we shared on an earlier episode said that actually, um, because they were trying to act like a human, they were booking themselves onto social events or meetings uh, when they couldn't That's actually so be strange. there. So it was there were some limitations right. with that. Um, so... It made us think, well, okay, we've, we've learned the limitations of AI. I think businesses have a better expectation of what it can do for them. Yeah. And I feel like the narrative has changed more to be about uh, how AI can support your employees rather than replace them. How yeah. does it work alongside them to make your employees more efficient? Definitely. Right? Definitely. Um, so f from looking at kind of the predictions we've made going into next year as HR payroll finance experts at MHR, yeah. what are your takeaways from what to expect for AI? 
Well, I've done a bit of digging around to see kind of what was being said at the moment towards the end of the year, what mm. would be learned from AI? Like you say, there's limitations, what whereabouts will it be growing? Yeah. That sort of thing. So for next year, the expectation is that working more closely with other departments and I guess it's understanding more about it. Like you mm. say, it's it is new this year. Um it probably has we could say taking the world by storm. Um, but um, Fisher actually says that the best approach is looking at it as supporting and not replacing. Yeah. So it's kind of grasping that idea of it's something new in the world of work. It's something new in our worlds, probably. Yeah. Um, full stop now. Um, but that understanding and learning about it is only going to make us more compatible with using that type of technology. Yeah. Um, and like I say, it shouldn't be fed. Um, embracing it, learning about it, seeing how it will impact you, your job, um, it's there to benefit. And I think that's the thing that yeah. probably many companies are trying to understand is yeah. how it can benefit and not fear from it. In one of our prediction pieces for next year, actually, our, our colleague Graham Fisher has said, he's quoted in that roadmap for 2024 that, you know, you can't have a human resource department without humans. You'll always need that personal touch. Yes. So the point there is reflecting on how does AI support that functionality? It's not there to replace it. Definitely. Um, Would you say that your views changed from the beginning of the year? Yeah, obviously, I, I got tied up with the kind of the mad panic of what does it mean? How are we going to go? Are we going to just cut efficiencies and just yeah. do all this? But actually, I've realized that uh, as someone who works in kind of a creative department, um, there is limitations to stuff like ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. And I th uh, what I find really interesting from a marketing point of view is there's a lot of departments that look like um, that are looking at how they can use it, but know that it's got its limitations. Oh, so right. like, okay, I'm not going to get ChatGPT to do this. I'm going to get ChatGPT to do something that yeah. I can then edit and refine. So it saved me time, but it's not doing the real critical thinking that it's it's incapable of. Yeah. So it's kind of like again, it's a support tool. Yes. not a, um, a replacement for a resource. Yeah, and that human touch, I think, is definitely key. It's, it's, yeah. To be fair, it might even be something that crops up a bit next year is personalization. I know that it's been thrown a few around a few meetings. Um, yeah. I work with customers. Um, and it is kind of that, like I say, it can take, it can build a foundation. I think that's what it's yeah. great for. Yeah. Um, and like I say, there's an efficiency there, but yeah. you can't, can't can, replicate yeah. a human It can take the legwork really. out of the task without doing the critical thinking, which you need to do later. Exactly. So the second topic um, that came up again and again and again in our episodes was uh, the uh, employee engagement and HR red flags uh, yes. and issues. So we have a lot of fun right. talking about HR issues because yes. we, can, we can talk about like stories where employees have done something wrong True. or there's some pitfalls or there maybe there's a night out where people have to like expect a HR meeting the next day. <laughs> and that, these two things can typically be quite funny. But I think the real topics that have added value this year when we talked about uh, workforce expectations and how that supports retention Right. Uh, we've talked about how personal development is key to the retention, Very much so, yeah. but also making sure you get the right value out of your employees, but also how you can create kind of quiet hiring opportunities. So how are you optimizing your staff resource uh, and uh, using that to help retention? Also, how can you recruit a younger generation like Gen Z right. with their expectations in mind and how make sure that your values are aligned to what they're looking for from a business. So these are all things we discussed this year. And I remember this year um, quite a common thing was talking about the market, isn't it? It was, yeah. a, what do they call it, a recruitment market? A, um, oh, what do they call it? 
trying to think. Oh, so, well, it's a, it's an employee's market, employee isn't market. it? That was it, yeah. yes. And um, again, that was very rife, I think, through the later part of this year yeah. um, with people chopping change jobs or, you know, the redundancies, that sort of thing. But flipping it on the, on the inside of business, it was, right, how can we be getting the talent that we need yeah. or how can we retain the talent? Yeah. I think that was a big thing as well, wasn't we talk, it? We talked a lot about how software can help that as well, right? Because if it's stupidly competitive, right, and you've yeah. got a person who's applying for you for a job, they're also applying for 10 other people, so 10 other places, right, 10 yes. other employers, um, if you don't have a really slick, clean application process, one, you're going to create a negative opinion of the business and how it works. But two, that's time wasted because if someone else can get back in touch with them sooner or create a better impression quicker and they can apply easier, they're already on the front foot and you're not. Indeed. So we talked about like how software can help that initial impression of a business. Yeah, first impressions count, yeah. definitely. So what about next year then? What are we expecting will be the problems for kind of employee engagement going into 2024? Well, this one I found quite surprising. Actually, I found a couple of stats. Mm -hmm. So the first one I have is supposedly 62% would consider leaving their current job due to insufficient learning opportunities. Okay, what that's a high that? stat actually, isn't it? I would say it's very high, 62%. Yeah. So there's an onus on development and learning. So like the, the ability to feel like you can grow with an organisation. Definitely, okay. definitely. And again, that could be that they're not, if they're looking at learning opportunities, you're probably mm. thinking it could be in their current role or they might want to learn about how to extend their role into different areas, maybe different industries, that sort of thing. So okay. it's probably, like you say, understanding your employees and where they're okay. wanting to go, their ambitions, okay. their goals. Um, second one, 80% of workforce don't sit behind a desk to do their job. So that idea is, again, learning development. Um, it's not relying on typical, I say typical, but traditional learning approaches um, for office-based employees. Widening yeah. horizons, think about the employees that work at home or might be working in different areas around the country. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have a traditional workforce anymore to say that. So, um, yeah, 80% of That's the workforce very high. behind the desk. And I suppose that leans into the point where we, we're talking about a lot as an organisation, especially when we're talking about like software for HR and learning, is learning experience is the, the next generation of learning, right? So we talk a lot about what we can expect next year in terms of an LXP, a learning experience platform, right? Yes, yep. And with that, like I say, we talk about a platform, we look at different technologies. Yeah. Um, but you've got to come down to the fact of what works for your business, how is that going to be delivered? Um, how frequently? Um, how is it managed? What type of resources do you have on there? Yeah. Um, but again, a lot of employees look for their self-direct on their own learning. Yeah. Um, so again, taking it into their own um, career path and where they want to lead it to. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it pinpoints on focusing on what your employees need. Yeah, and also how you can like say how you can take control of your own development using that that, that platform, right? There's yes. a kind of little snippet here from some of our predictions for next year, but um, an expanded perspective on learning and development. Um, LXP is starting to become a more known term as well as a, no, a, a new priority to the mainstream of organisations, uh, and that's from our senior learning product manager here at MHR. So hey. it's it will likely become a big thing going into the new year. That so, just goes uh, through, yeah. doesn't it? Businesses are wanting to get behind LXP, a platform to drive your own learning and give employees a better experience, which we can see, according to our stats, would help retention, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. 
Um, so then, moving on to our next topic, we talked about this loads actually, way more than I thought we would at the start of the year. We talked about well-being, and right. we always talk about well-being because it's a very HR topic. It How is. do we keep people engaged? Yes. How do we keep them developed? We're obviously talk, looking at hard years. We've come off, you know, a podcast for two years where we've talked about COVID and all these other things where people are feeling under pressure. So well-being yeah. is always top of mind, but financial well-being has uh, been right. a key topic for 2023, especially when we've had things like cost of living crisis come out, um, lots of budgets have been announced and yep. we're all starting to feel like there is a, an increased demand on uh, from employees to make sure that their organization can support them with their own financial, financial well-being which wasn't something that was typically expected maybe a few years ago no, now it's so almost an expectance yes. that you know i'm if i work for you not only are you going to pay me but you're going to give me services and support to support my financial well-being um it is an interesting one, isn't it? Because like you say, yeah. it, it's something that probably didn't even cross our minds yeah. a few years ago. And um, it's almost at now at the forefront because, like you say, it, it's almost upcoming, I would say, yeah. more and more financial well-being. I know we've yeah. certainly talked about it a lot, or you have in podcasts. Um, and I think it's it's now grasping that knowledge of how broad financial well-being can be yeah. and how many ways it can be delivered um, and different ways of supporting. Um, but again, I think it's because more and more jobs probably aren't the typical nine to five as well. Yeah. And one of the big headlines, obviously, if you're looking at um, financial well-being, is looking at flexible pay. So we talk about here at MHR, um, lots of other people are talking about it too, but it's about realising that if you can have software or services that enable your employees to access flexible pay yeah. or better sight of their pay data, um, that's more live, it's more up-to-date, it's more kind of as you earn, you can see, employees can take better control of their own financial decisions and have a bit more flexibility and financial freedom. Um, so flexible flexible pay was, is, a, is a huge topic and I imagine it's going to remain a big one as more businesses adopt that viewpoint into 2024 yeah well one thing that you've got noted here actually is that financial well-being doesn't need to be a costly large strategic shift hmm. um, and I think that's quite a key thing to pick up on is is the idea that payroll it can be moved now to reflect more refl flexibility yeah. like the workforces with their you know gig workers I think that's quite a big uh, thing now in the um, market but Looking at that financial well-being not needing to be costly, large strategic yeah. shift, it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, probably a lot of resources and knowledge is already there. It's just yeah. grasping it and delivering it in a way that's accessible yeah. um, and that employees are aware of it. Um, and obviously that falls under the realm of HR. Yeah. So that's it. I think that's our main topics that we discussed in the podcast. So I think right. to summarise... Looking back at AI and tech and the idea of we're replacing humans, actually, no, we want to support humans. Looking at well-being, yes. uh, looking at learning, looking at employee engagement, all of this seems to come back to kind of one major point that I think is a focus, which is retention. Yes. Right? Retention Very is the name so. of the game. As yes. we move into 2024, right? AI, AI isn't at the stage where it can, we can just plug in and go and fill talent gaps, right? Yep. It's got to support people to make their jobs easier, to make them feel more fulfilled. So embracing digital transformation is absolutely key. Um, and I think ultimately... Here's the big plug at the end of a 50-year 50, uh, 50 uh, presentation from our podcast. That's how we help, right? That's how companies like MHR helps. Yes. We, supply, we, we supply that software. We supply those services to make sure that you can retain your em, uh, employees better, that they've got a better financial uh, flexibility, Indeed. that they've got more assurities, HR processes, and we're, um, we're removing the burden from their shoulders, right? Yes. So... 
Uh, if you want to find out more about the topics that we've discussed all year, because it's, it's clear that it's affecting all businesses as it's been in the news, yeah. do make sure you go onto the MHR website and you have a look at our 2024 roadmap guide. It talks about all these topics and a lot more than what we can discuss in this podcast, but it will help you get ahead of the picture for next year and what you can expect. And it will help you kind of start to plan towards how you're going to deal with those big issues that are going to come into next year because it's something we've predicted it looks yeah. like it's something where the market is going so download it it's free it's there for you to use and hopefully it'll provide you with a bit more insights to what you can expect because we've been waffling about it for 50 weeks and we weren't wrong it has happened true, true. We'll see um, what happens next year exactly right we might be saying something completely different mm-hmm. um i think that's it alice i feel like we've wrapped up the year quite well I think so. How does yeah. it feel, end of 2023? I feel a lot older, but oh, I'm glad yeah. we've done this. I think this has been a fantastic thing to do, to make sure that both our customers, but also Completed. everyone in our network has been able to learn as we've learned about yes. how the world of work has worked. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm looking forward to doing this again next year. Yes. So if you have followed the MHR podcast this year, we thank you, not Thanks just from myself, much. not just from Alice. Yes. But from Emma as well, and also our production team, so Lee, Jamie, and assistant to producer Tom, we thank you. And we're looking forward to seeing you next year as we continue to do whatever we're doing to make sure that you understand what's coming out in regards to legislation changes, in yeah. regards to the world of work, HR issues, pay- payroll issues, finance and learning. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Have a great new year and a great holiday. Merry Christmas. See you next year. Bye-bye.